What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Minorities Report. My name is Gus. As always, your head minority in charge. Along with me, as usual, is my biracial consigliere, Jay. How's it going, everybody? And we have a special guest in the studio today. He's Mr. Han, but not the one from Fast Times at Richmond High. I wish. But nobody, <laughs> I love this guy, too. His name is Mr. Han. We're just going to call him Mr. Han. Mr. Han, man. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Spicoli. <laughs> what are all you people? Wait, did he just, call, dope? Did he just call me a spick? He kind of did. <laughs> a little bit. He, <laughs> but <laughs> Peter, Peter's been one of our close friends for about the last 10 to 12 years. Damn, so it's been a long time. It seems time. like that. It's yeah. been, been eight. It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah. He goes, fun fact, I won't say what, but Jay and I do a lot of community service, and Peter has been along with us for the ride for the last 10 years. So Yeah. Okay, now the white uh, listeners are going to be like, oh, of course they do community service. Not that <laughs> Context, my, my brother, context. <laughs> we do work for the community. How about that one? There you go. Yeah. We ain't on the side of the road picking garbage. Right. No. Anyway, so we asked Peter. Well, not right now. (laughs) Wow. Thanks for the uh, leap of faith there. Hey, listen, three to ten. I mean, what? Anyway, (laughs) so Peter's joining us this week because it's uh, something that, here's the thing. We we recently had a Gen Zer with us, which was uh, Jorge, which we're hoping to get back soon. Mm -hmm. And now Peter's on the other side of the spectrum, which Peter, I mean, you're technically a boomer, aren't you? Uh, that is correct. <laughs> but he's the only boomer that I, I kind of associate with because he, he he's not a dick. Well, yeah, he's he's what I call a unicorn, like very rare to see and everything. So a boomer that with a very progressive mind that's open-minded and not going on Facebook, like uh, sharing like very racist shit. And yeah, we'll have like a fucking like Bible verse in his uh. In his so what you're saying, bit. he doesn't wear red hats. Exactly. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I literally live in constant fear of what my uh, compatriots, my uh, uh, contemporaries, will will say. I mean, it's it's it blows my mind. Well, here's the basis. thing: you're great because you're kind of like a liberal undercover. Because in your age group, they think and assume most of them are like MAGA gun owning, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. borderline racist bigots. Oh right. my gosh! If you talk about casual racism and microaggression, I I literally have so many examples every single day. That uh, I could fill up this podcast with them. It's unbelievable. I feel your pain. I went to school in Scottsdale. Well, we'll so. definitely, we'll definitely yeah. have you back mm-hmm. on to talk about that, yeah. the different generations. Because yeah. what eventually, what I want to do is I want to have an episode where we have Jorge and Peter on here, so we have the spectrum of the generations. Because we'll have a boomer, mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll have a Gen Xer, damn mm-hmm. right, a millennial. That'd be me. And and then we'll have a Gen Zer, which is Jorge. So we're like the Captain Planet of social issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also shows the diversity and the range of our our. I friends. guess that's better than Captain Caveman. <laughs> I don't saying. know. He was kind of cool. Right? He was like cousin It with a nose. Right. <laughs> cousin yeah. It with a face. But anyway, <laughs> Ooga, Ooga <bunga>. <laughs> So we asked Peter to join us because it. This is a topic that's really. I, I don't want to say close to my heart, but it's something that it's been in the media lately. It's uh, it's the cultural war and what they like to refer to as woke. Yeah. We're going to be talking about today is the origins of woke. Well, I wanted to share a story because on the news recently, uh, guess who they're, Guess who Fox News is accusing of being woke now? Who? <laughs> Lego. Legos. What is about this? Legos. Of course. Because they come in... Because they're multicolored. They come in the colors of the LGBTQ rainbow. Well, not only that, uh, Lego announced that they're going to be doing a spectrum of different ethnicities as far as like the little characters. Mm Because right now, all they are is yellow. Yeah. Uh, So they're going to be doing a a range of different colors for ethnicities. Mm -hmm. But they're also going to be doing uh, with people with visibly... uh, 
with visible physical handicaps. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be making Lego figures that are handicapped. Yeah. And they're accusing them of being woke. This is worse yeah. than fucking Eminem wearing boots. Right. <laughs> See, the thing is, is that, and I'm, I'm going to touch on this um, in our discussion and everything, but you when you they say, touching me. I don't know, a couple of drinks maybe. <laughs> uh, but no. Um, like it would take right. a couple of drinks. No, nah, I could do it sober. So anyway. Um, he likes it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Man, I like it like that. Anyway, but you were no, saying, Jay. But yeah, so basically, and... Fox News, whenever they say woke or whenever racists say woke and everything, that's right. just their way of saying, like, I don't want to see representation. I don't want to see um, colored people or handicapped people get, you know, yeah. represented and well, everything. It's it's, not, it's the anti-diversity movement. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Really Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's the, the cultural war. Yeah. They want to. It's the thing is with the Republican Party, they have no platform. Yeah. So they need things to be they need to find things that are they're outraged about. Right. Right. Which yeah. is so basically their whole platform is being a Karen. Right. Yeah. And what I want to know yeah. is, yeah. in you know, and, and I'm still waiting on a credible answer from anybody on this question, but mm. why does this threaten you? I mean, uh, why does the inclusion of other people threaten you? Because because people like Tucker Carlson put out there the, uh, what do they call it? The white, um, damn it, I can't remember the name of it. But it's basically they think that white people are going to become the minority. Yeah. There's even a TikTok about it. This they, lady goes... He goes, are you afraid of white people becoming the minority? Good heavens, why? Are minorities treated differently? <laughs> no, honestly, it's, they're afraid. Yeah. The white replacement theory. Yes, yeah. They're, they're afraid of uh, basically becoming the same people that they try to disenfranchise. Look, I have been accused of whitewashing, to use a phrase. Mm -hmm. um, people in uh, the, on the conservative right, right. Um, as uh, unthinking. As, as unthoughtful they're not they're not thinking about their positions they're following the lead of whoever yells the loudest and with the most hatred right mm -hmm. and I said okay well then explain to me in detail right how you stand by the things that you say on your timeline or whatever uh, on your Twitter feed um, because so far I've had exactly zero responses to that but I, but I, I continue to see the stream right. of Oh, of of anti wokeism, which is just like, look, if you, if anybody calls me woke, whether it's a Gen X or I don't care who it is, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, well, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, I work yeah. at it. Well, it's like, <laughs> well, well, here's the thing: what's the opposite of woke? Sleep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it, when they try to take it as an insult. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, like, let's let's go back to the definition of woke. It's aware. And, and actively attentive to important societal facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice, self-aware, questioning the dominant paradigm, as you touched on, uh, Peter, and striving for something better. And so basically, it's fighting for what's right. It's, it's uh, basically challenging the status quo against, um, you know, that are basically trying to disenfranchise uh, people. So why would being woke be a bad thing? Of course, it'd be a bad thing to people who want to keep that status quo, that want to keep people, disenfranchised people, people who are not represented under their thumb. So they're uh, basically like, you know, the people who are anti-woke are against change. They're against progression. They're, they fear rebellion. And I mean, I just think everybody who comes out with an anti-woke statement should be asked the question. Yeah, well, um, I mean, yeah. Well, well, okay. What does it need to be like then? You know, mm -hmm. what do we need to do to make sure everybody has a seat at the table? And first and foremost, 
if you're a Christian, you better be careful about your answer because I'm going to hold you accountable to those values which come from the yeah. teachings of Christ, yeah. which says everybody gets a seat at the table. And, well, unless yeah. you're like Warren, uh, Lauren Bulber, who says that G the only reason Jesus was crucified because he didn't have an AK-47 or a, I'm sorry, an AR-15. That's an actual quote. That's yeah. that's not from like no. Saturday Night Live no, no, or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no that was shocking as that it is. Sicily strong. It yeah. doesn't surprise me at yeah. all. No. Right. Well, and the thing is, um, what was it? Uh, but yeah, but it's funny you mentioned uh, Jesus Christ uh, and his teachings and everything because the irony of you know conservative Christians being against wokeism is very ironic because Jesus was the most woke person alive. Right. He was always about giving to others. He was always oh. about helping the Well, the put yourself last. You, put yourself yeah. last. You, and you're anti-woke, so you don't like Jesus. Is that it? That is it. <laughs> and, he, on, and honestly, I feel like, because when you said that you challenge people, you ask them those questions, and they have like no answer or pretty much have like a, that deer in the headlights like look, that means you've just broke them. Because... Yeah. They're gonna you've you've exposed their racism because they're gonna if they really were truthful if they really were like straight up about it they would just say I you know hate all races I hate progression I want yep. things to stay the Jim Crow era well they, see the thing is they they can't be honest because the ramifications that they would have because of their their honesty mm -hmm. like I've seen people again because I spend all of our like I spend our social media time on TikTok mm -hmm. there are people who make uh, fake accounts and anonymous accounts because they know that. If people reported them to their employer, they would be fired. Oh yeah, because so, yeah, of yeah. their because of their identity. Right. That's why we have like a yeah. lot of like user five point seven e e five three, right. like so, you know, sp it's, uh, like spamming our pages and everything with hatred. So in other words, what they're telling you is they're they're fake at work, so they're faker than Fox News. Oh totally. You know, because I don't know if you heard about Fox News, Peter, lately, with in that lawsuits coming out that they knew all along that. Like Rudy Giuliani and that other woman were all crazy, yeah. and they literally called them crazy. And yeah. this is stupid, yeah. but they, yet they let them on but, TV, right? Mm. And in the face of their their listening audience, yeah, they basically sold themselves out. No, exactly. Um, mm. For for the and this is this is really the new shock factor. Yep. It, mm. it, you know, years ago it was you know uh, Don Henley said you hear about the plane crash. Uh, and the news at five, I can't remember. Uh, Dirty Laundry was yeah. the name of the song. But um, the new version of that is who's the most outrageous lying piece of crap in politics? Well, you know, you can say shit. Yeah. Yeah. Be, we're on a podcast. You can say piece of shit. Uh, my approach, by the way, Jay, mm -hmm. has always been to ask questions. Absolutely. Like if, if someone says... Uh, uh, some kind of racist or microaggression or whatever. Really? Well, why don't you explain how you feel, why you feel that way? Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what I perceive as the ramifications of a, a broad adoption of that right. position. Right. Which, which is funny because that's, the, that's Tucker Carlson's bread and butter. Mm. He'll go like, Pregnant women in the military. I'm just asking questions. Oh, you know the fake, <laughs> that's the his fake, trope. The fake yeah. devil's advocate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But Jay, I don't know if you looked up the origins of the term "stay woke" because before it was "woke," it was "stay woke." Yeah. So well, I actually I actually did look it up and everything. Well, actually, the word "woke" actually go, pre, uh, goes all the way back. Um, Huddy Ledbetter, aka Ledbelly, a black uh, black American folk uh, singer songwriter. He used the phrase near uh, the end of a 1938 recording of his, of his song, The uh, Scottsboro Boys. Are right. you guys familiar with The Scottsboro Boys? No, I'm not familiar with the song. 
Uh, well, the, there's uh, a song called the Scottsboro Boys. Uh, correct. Yeah. So before there was the um, the Central Park Five, uh, there was the Scottsboro Boys, who oh, were a, okay. a group of um, uh, black men who were falsely accused of uh, raping two white women, and they had to face an all white jury in an all white county. So that was like the um, the first example of a um, racial injustice. And um, so at the end of his song, he, he says, I advise everybody, be a little careful when they go along through there. Best stay woke, keep their eyes open. So this represents black America's need to be aware of racially motivated threats and potential dangers of white America. Mm-hmm. And then the um, usage became popularized through Erica Baudu. Um, in a song that she made called The Master Teacher, the refrain is, I stay woke. Like some of the lyrics is, even if your baby ain't got no money to support your baby, you, I stay woke. Even when the preacher tells you some lies and cheating on your mama, you stay woke. Even though you go through the struggle and strife to keep a healthy life, I stay woke. Everybody knows a black or white. There's creatures in every shape and size. I stay woke. So with uh, Miss Badu, the... Um, that a phrase became popularized, right? And, and and like I said, like you know earlier, the woke to means to be aware of the racial injustice and societal just injustice that's going on to this day. Well, see the the the, the history I looked up to it, it does include you know Erica Badu and Lead Belly, mm-hmm. but it goes back to the 1930s. It emerged in the AAVE. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what that stands for, but it, it started with that, and then it got it got a. Uh, it got adopted by the African-American community, mm-hmm. the black community, because it was, to, yeah, exactly what you said, to stay awake. Because mm-hmm. what happened was people were getting comfortable uh, and they weren't, because after, of course, after slavery mm-hmm. was ended, people started to like be in that lull, for that false sense of security. And they're telling them to stay woke because right. we can go right back into that. Absolutely. Yeah. So keep your head on a swivel. Absolutely. Oh, and to answer your question about AAVE, African-American uh vernacular english okay so uh so yeah so basically, so basically yeah. like abonic slang ebonic slang but it's also like it's like a code word stay woke that means like like you said like you know yep be careful out there it's kind of like the um, the negro spirituals uh during the underground railroad and everything those were like you know their songs and everything to like the untrained ear but they actually are like codes and like messages um to african-americans to be careful how to get to this area and so forth. Which is fucked up because touching on another bit of history about that, mm-hmm. Africans or African uh, people from African ancestry have always had to be that way mm-hmm. because you both you guys both know what Santeria is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Santeria. Uh, so it was it's a religion that was started it moved from Africa over to the Caribbean, which is huge in the Caribbean. They actually used to practice it in the Caribbean, a lot of the African slaves mm-hmm. without their European overseers so they created a way, it, somebody who was a Santero told me this, or is a Santero told me this, they would put a statue of Santa Barbara, which is a big Catholic icon, and they would put underneath it, they would put an a, a altar to uh, Chango, who is like the king of the Santeria, of, the, of all the saints. Because Santeria basically means all the saints. So the king of them is called Chango. Mm-hmm. And they would put a statue of him underneath with an altar, and they would pray, quote unquote, to Santa Barbara. So it was on the down low, mm-hmm. really giving offers and sacrifices to Chango. Mm-hmm. So I just because that connects with what you're saying mm-hmm. that there's always they've always had to find a way to do their own thing mm-hmm. without just like the origins of capoeira. Yeah, 
It was them uh, training yeah. to fight without yeah. their European overseers Absolutely. seeing yeah. them train to fight. Absolutely, yeah. because they didn't want to see their slaves becoming stronger, learning how to fight. Uh, because you know they feel rebellion, just like how it is nowadays yeah. when conservatives are fearing rebellion from the people that they try to dis- uh, They they don't want to teach critical race theory exactly. because they don't mm-hmm. want people having that intellectual strength right. to to understand the root of this that will eventually bring it down. Well, yeah. exactly, and that goes to what I want to try to talk about in our next segment. I know you got some other stuff you want mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, it's it's a part of I believe of being woke. They don't want CRT and they don't want the true American history taught because they always talk about grooming, you know, the LGBTQ plus community grooming. Mm-hmm. Religion grooms kids. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. by not teaching them the real history, they're grooming them to be just like them. Right. You know, yeah. so they're grooming the next generation of conservatives mm-hmm. that will still be ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know? But Anyway, with that, I want to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jesse from Make It a Combo. Thanks for listening to the Minorities Report. But don't forget to listen to our podcast, Make It a Combo, where we watch movies and have fun. Also, make sure you check out MI Slut, hosted by Andrea, where she gets down to the nitty gritty of people's sex life. Welcome back and thank you guys for hanging out with us. And of course, like we said, we have Mr. Hand in the studio today. And we're talking about being woke. The the thing I wanted to talk about before I said on, on the break, Mr. Han brought up a great point. He was talking about being, uh, well, not teaching CRT and not teaching to the true American history in schools. And the reason they don't want to do that is because they groom the next generation, you know. But, Jay, you were talking about something else. Oh, was it the um, the Stop Woke yeah, the Stop Woke movement. Yeah, so uh, Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. A, the, uh, the Chancellor Sutler. You of, mean the uh, Satan? De Satan, the Chancellor Sutler of Florida for your V for Vendetta <laughs> fans and everything. <laughs> Shit, he's like the Chancellor of Germany. You right. know who I'm talking about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like um, the human equivalent of Fahrenheit 451, 1984, all those. Really? Yeah. I thought he was the human equivalent of a shit sandwich. Eh, <laughs> South Park reference. Anyway. There you go. But anyway, so he's been uh, grabbing uh, headlines for, with his uh, relentless attacks on so-called woke culture. Right. And he actually uh, cr- uh, is trying to like uh, create like a um, an act called the Stop Woke Act. Woke meaning wrong to our kids and employees. So basically that prohibits educational institutions and businesses from teaching students and employees to feel anything that would cause anyone to feel guilt, anguish, any form of uh, psychological distress due to the race, color, sex, or origin. Uh, he's actually barred professors at University of uh, Florida from giving evidence against the state's voting law, claim that professors at public colleges have no right to freedom of speech and organizing what? hostile takeover. Swear to God, this is... <laughs> He's telling Americans that they don't have the right to freedom of speech. Yeah. And he's trying to stop uh, critical race theory from being taught as well. So basically, uh, the the small skinny of it is that he wants to turn Florida into... A Nazi state. Exactly. No. Fr- so actually, you guys ever heard of the movie um, Equilibrium? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for folks who've never seen the movie, Equilibrium with uh, Christian Bale takes place in a future dystopian um, world where... Art uh, 2024, lit- I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not allowed to have emotions. Right. No emotions. No uh, art, music, none. Your emotions are suppressed. They actually drug the they drug the population, so yeah. that way they don't feel anything. Right. Yeah. I think I think the drug was called posium or something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. I love the scene where his kid is watching him 
to make sure he takes his dose. Oh, yeah. yeah, Tay, yeah. Tay Diggs is great. Now. Yeah, and oh, by, yeah, yeah. And by the way, that is ex- that is so clearly mm-hmm. what's happening here. I mean, you've got kids that are learning in school mm-hmm. that these are the new rules. Yeah. yeah. And the minute their parents show any signs of wavering back and forth, you know. And honest, and when I when I heard about the Stop Woke Act, right. this reminded me of Equilibrium and every uh, fictional works of di- about a dystopian worlds. Like I knew DeSantis was a piece of shit, right. but this takes it to a whole new level. Like when he's trying to stop his own constituents from free thinking. Well, from- is it, I know you haven't watched it yet, but it's also a Handmaid's Tale. I was just about to think, think yeah. Handmaid's Tale. And this yeah. book was written back in the early 80s. Yeah. And she wrote it, the author wrote it uh, about a dystopian future. Margaret, mm-hmm. Margaret Atwood. Margaret Atwood. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what, almost what we're going through now. Mm-hmm. It's not to the extreme yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first step is to make abortion illegal. Um, and and how far is that from, and let's, let's face it, there are, there are definitely the element in society where um, people are uh, forced to do things against their will right. on a regular basis. Well, my thing mm-hmm. is what I find funny about the whole anti-abortion movement and who's trying to move it to be countrywide mm-hmm. is Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham is a 60-plus-year-old man that's never been married and doesn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. Who in the fuck is he... To have the fucking balls to tell women what to do with their bodies. Wait, wait, are you saying that Lindsey Graham is a... Catholic priest? <laughs> I was about to say hypocrite, but those go hand in hand. <laughs> I was thinking what what, uh, what Friar Tuckman called uh, the merry men. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's for, uh, uh, what's it called? Men, deep, in, tight men in tights deep cut right there. <laughs> Huge deep cut. Yeah. I don't want to say the word because it's kind of a bigot right. towards the LGBTQ community. Right. So. It definitely is. Right. Um, but you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is really, really fucking scary for educators in Florida because it just, it's just imagine trying to teach American history, which a huge chunk of it involves African-Americans, Mexican-Americans, and Native ban, Americans. They're trying to ban yeah. books. Right, ban books. And just imagine being arrested just for doing your job, just to trying to educate the future generations. Well, what's funny about that is that they tried to make it so broad about the banning the books mm-hmm. that somebody can accuse any book. They, dude, they want to ban books that are written by LGBTQ plus community members. Oh, yeah. Not that it has to do the content of the mm-hmm. book. Right. And nothing to do with the content. Just it's all because about the, the author. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And with the Stop Woke Act and people like, you know, you know, backlash against like, you know, woke and all that inclusion and, and that it basically is anti-intellectualism at its Absolutely. worst form. Absolutely. Because honestly, because when I hear somebody complaining about woke, like in our last episode, mm-hmm. when people were saying like, oh, it's woke conda forever. Yeah. It's basically a red flag being raised by someone who is trying, who doesn't want to see representation. Right. That doesn't want to see inclusion. That doesn't want to see other cultures, you know, basically having their own voice. Well, so whenever I hear, oh, it's every- Marvel's gone woke, DC's gone woke, Disney's gone woke, blah 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 blah. So you mean diverse? Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, <laughs> and that's exactly when I and what I hear um, when I respond to people when they complain about that. It was like, and by woke you mean you don't want black people or Hispanic people or gay people being represented. That's and, exactly what you what And along yeah. those lines, mm-hmm. one of the biggest arguments I see out there these days is about being quote unquote forced to use somebody's pronouns. Exactly. And yeah. I, and and I 
And I'm like, okay, except the EEOC has already got legislation about it. And literally 90% of the forms that you fill out for any company mm -hmm. anywhere mm -hmm. have a variety of pronouns that have come into mm -hmm. popular culture well, in, yeah. the, in the last 10 years. Like mm -hmm. not only that, if you, I don't know what kind of application you guys have filled out lately, but any application they have male, female, or do not want to, or don't want to say. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and that's kind of what they're doing at the company I work for. They actually allow you or let, or actually recommend that you put your pronouns in your email signature. Same here. In like, the, yeah. in the EEOC currently has a, a regulation out there that if you refuse to use somebody's chosen pronouns mm -hmm. and are actively hostile or uh, creating microaggressions against them, that is an actionable HR offense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, look, okay, I get it, but this is already something that's happening and you can either deal with it or you can suffer the consequences. And the consequences just aren't like maybe an HR action or maybe not. If you're subtle about it, you'll probably get away with that. But the other consequences are alienating people who are absolutely unwilling to deal with people that have that little flexibility and or are that threatened exactly. by yep. something so simple. And if, absolutely. I were, if I were the owner of a company, I don't want people like that working for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because if you're intolerant, you can lose me business. By being so intolerant to right. other people because yeah because they're representing your brand exactly yeah. what i saw a video recently where a guy was talking about how that trans people haven't really been a thing until like 2014. oh my <laughs> <laughs> oh when the whole uh, woke movement started i said you're okay. an idiot okay Hello. those are the Hello, same renee yeah. renee richards yeah i i need to talk to you about something. was that yeah. the, was that the bond girl <laughs> no no uh no because there was a trans bond so. girl in the 70s Oh really? And there was actually a a uh, a trans a trans woman in I, I I hope that's the proper terminology. I apologize if it's not. There was a trans woman who was in Playboy. Oh, I never knew that actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they had fully transitioned. That's right. you, how you didn't know. Gotcha. Yeah. But you know, it's funny when people say that, like, oh, there hasn't been trans people since like till now and everything. Those are the same people that said, oh, nobody has ever thought of Trump as being a racist till now. Well, it's, thing, it's always been there. The thing <laughs> is, is because they hid in the shadows because they were afraid, you know? That was the problem because they didn't have a voice. Nobody stood up and spoke for them. Mm -hmm. you know? They were only out there for themselves. Yeah. Now, I believe, in my opinion, it started slowly in the early 70s. Mm -hmm. Mr. Han, you yeah. probably remember the Absolutely. So Renee, Stonewall. Renee Richards, just for the sake of accuracy, right. she had... Uh, male to female gender reassignment surgery in 1970 wow. and in 1976 played the u.s open as a female yeah and mm. there was there was some uproar about right. it but it happened and the usta said there's nothing she, we can do she's a woman yeah, they identify yeah. as a woman yeah. yeah yeah and that and that's and that um that is still going on nowadays with like a um, trans athletes Yep. Trying to absolutely. compete and everything, and oh, there's absolutely. always and there's always those you know those people that are you know backlashing like oh they're not a woman they're a man or they're not a yeah. man they're a woman blah blah blah, blah. Nah, they are who they they're the gender now. Well, that's well, another yeah. topic that I want to cover, and but, I'd love yeah. to have you back for that one. You bet. Gender mm -hmm. versus sex mm -hmm. because right. yeah. they're not the same. Right. No, they are definitely. They're not always the same, so. it's it's those uh, two terms that have always like been like um, mixed together yep. or like a. Uh, 
um, mistaken for you and, well, and other yeah. narrow things. So, and yeah, the, I agree. The, the yeah. thing is that because and the people that who like to defend against it is they they say that oh well you don't know science that's what science says. I said yeah third grade science. Yeah, you're still stuck on fucking <laughs> kindergarten cop. Yeah. Boys right. have a penis and girls <laughs> have a vagina. <laughs> I was like the fuck, dude. It's my favorite line of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, mine is who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> you're, no, my favorite is you're not so tough without your car, are you? <laughs> Because he hit him with a car. Or yep. the legendary, it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> no, but you were going to say, Mr. Han, you had something you wanted to say. Oh, no, I was just going to say that um, the the biggest problem with, uh, with uh, trans folks mm-hmm. in society and and what the asleep side is, is railing at the woke side about is, you know, transgender people being in the wrong restroom. And here's, here's the underlying thing behind so much of that. Is that person visibly feminine enough to be in a woman's restroom? Because if that woman, if that trans person has a penis, but outwardly in the way they dress, move, act, and look are exquisitely feminine, right. nobody's going to say a word. Nope. And that is the ultimate. In bigotry, mm-hmm. do you, do you do you know how many trans women have probably used women's restrooms? Oh my gosh! Yeah. And no one noticed. You would have mm-hmm. no yeah. idea. Well, and that goes into another topic about yeah. when people start to transition at a younger age. Yes, there are people who at an older age because they don't realize, they don't feel like they feel somewhere inside of them they're in the wrong body, but the stigma that's been against them their whole life, they don't outwardly project it. And then they later in life start to transition. So some of those people, yes, you can tell that they're mm-hmm. in transition. Mm-hmm. But there's a young girl who had a YouTube channel and she blew up because at 13 years old, they decided they wanted to transition. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of, their whole, they were even on that show, um, What Would You Do? Oh, with and, uh, John Quinones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So they started to transition when they were 13 and their parents allowed it. And that's another big topic that we'd love to cover one day is where mm-hmm. people, the whole thing about that that's uh, mutilating your child and all that bullshit because right. you start letting them transition or that you're not letting, uh, letting them start using hormone therapy mm-hmm. in order to change or transition mm-hmm. you know, to who they feel they really are. Mm-hmm. You know, Because if you say that there's only male and female and nothing else exists, intersex people then you're bigoted towards them yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. well you know as the parent of a now unfortunately deceased trans child um the the process of changing your entire being from a testosterone-based hormone to an estrogen-based hormone is is phenomenally challenging yeah. on mm-hmm. so many different levels mm-hmm. nobody would just on a whim, choose to do that because I want to use the ladies' room, right? Because right. They, or or for any other nonsensical reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, and and it goes back to what Jay was talking about earlier. It's it's about the the other side limiting the education about mm-hmm. that process and about that phenomena, right? So right. that they can have their way for their own bigotry, okay. and that's all it can be. I can't. Right. I have not yet received an answer to the question of why do trans people threaten you in any way? Well, I don't want to. I don't want a man in the women's locker room. Well, that person is not a man. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. well, let me ask you. Now we were talking on questions, and Jay, I'll let you get back to the. Yeah. 
why is the uproar about trans women using a ladies' room and there is no uproar about trans men using the men's room? Good question. Okay, I got to tell you something funny. <laughs> in 1987, I was working for a software company in the Northeast. and uh, Wait, they had computers back then? I know, uh, hard to believe. They, but, they, they're still using abacuses. <laughs> so I could abacus with the best of them. So, Booyah. Um, so uh, I was drafted to go to Paris with the director of marketing to sell our software to two large corporations in France. Right. And I was super excited, so I, you know, I did all the things. I did the Berlitz course, which were, for, for all you who have uh, not been around the sun as many times as I, Berlitz is the 1960s version of uh, Babel or, uh, what's, what's the other one? The language thing. Oh, um, Rosetta Stone? Rosetta Stone, or, yeah. Was it Duolingo? Duolingo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rosetta Stone was actually probably around back then, but anyway. Oh, um, the Rosetta I, Stone has been around since the... Yeah. Early man. Well, if Since you want Rosetta Stone, the, the literal <laughs> yeah. Rosetta Stone. You well, mean. I, <laughs> you were saying. I studied French, went to went to Paris. We had some good meetings. It was great, and I was with this guy who's uh, um, Australian. And they pass right. they pass anything except the bar, in 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 this particular group of Australians. So they, he was a lawyer. They they were awesome. Well, he was marketing director. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you mean a bar? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh. so we. Uh, we walk into this uh, bar in uh, actually across from the president's palace in in France, Ooh. and um, and I'm, you know, où est la toilette? You know, which is about as much French as I speak. And where's the bathroom? The, the bartender yeah. pointed, and and I went off into the bathroom. I was standing at the urinal, and they have no vanity panels right. or anything. It's just urinal, urinal, urinal stall. That's Bonsoir. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what happened. So this woman walked in right. in a. Uh, in like a mini skirt right. and stood next to me and hiked it up and looked at me and said, bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> that was just like, oh, well, bonjour. At, at least they didn't look down and went, oh, mon petit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that means little. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know. Do, 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 but do, do, it goes to yeah, show. I don't know how to say, ay carajo <laughs> in French. <so. laughs> mon dieu. <laughs> mon dieu. That's right. No, no, ay carajo. Oui. There you go. He <laughs> <laughs> goes, very wee wee. Uh, <laughs> Sexual. No, but what we were saying is that, and that goes to the point that I've made a couple of times to Jay, that how the Europeans are so more, more far progressive than we are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We yeah. think that we're such advanced country. Somebody was debating with me that we're the most technologically technologically advanced country in the world. I was like, you fool. Ah, I was like, you ever heard of a little country called Japan? Right. Or, I don't know, China? Right. And, and well, listen, if nothing else... China's ability to mimic any technology from like the day one. I mean, they have a they have a um, an electric car company yeah. over there that when Elon Musk said, "I'm putting all my designs and patents in the public domain," they said, "Oh, okay," <laughs> and they started building those cars. Well, or e or even like their mo or mobile games, like mobile right. games from like Japan here and everything. Um, yeah. The Chinese, like you know, they're able to mimic those well, to the point where you think, like, is, "Oh wow, this is another." You know, in other words, they know how to make bootlegs. This is another good point. Fucking good-ass bootlegs. This is another good point that you bring up. And, yeah. I, and I wanted to touch on this today, if I could. One of, the, one of the woke things that, you know, when I get on a call, and, right. and my, in my business, my job, day-to-day -day job, I actually support Japan um, for a, for a high-tech endeavor. I also deal with people who are in India, right. I deal with people who are in Brazil, and there are many, many accents. I have to listen through accents 
for the content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I struggle with that with anybody's particular accent, my immediate thing is, can you slow down a little bit because I want to make sure I understand exactly. you. Mm -hmm. And it's always focused on understanding that. So when people say to me, oh my goodness, I was talking to this guy on uh, the tech support for Dell and his name was Abdul or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I couldn't understand a damn word he said. So I asked to talk to his manager. Oh, his, wow. Karen. And his manager's mm -hmm. name was Rajit. Yeah. You know? and, and I'm like, look, I, I just want to be clear about this. This individual who you are ridiculing is operating in a language that is not native. Yep. And you barely speak English, and it's your only language. Mm -hmm. That's what makes me laugh. I've used this as an example time and again. Uh, people come here from all over the world, mm -hmm. and everybody goes, oh, they should speak English, they should speak English. This is America, speak English. So mm -hmm. First of all, we don't have a official language in the United right. States. Secondly, the Spaniards were the first to settle here in the Caribbean, so how about you speak fucking Spanish? That's right. right. Well, but not only that, is that the typical American, the average American, will have, oh, speak English, is America, speak English. Then they'll travel to that person's country and be like, oh, doesn't anybody fucking speak English here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's true. Y, right. y aprendí el español, ¿por qué no quiero ser una persona right. como eso? Honestly, you know, he translated, yeah. he said that Gus is a very handsome man and everyone should listen to this show. <laughs> and there goes our listener. We just lost our base. But, yeah. saying, but honestly, um, after like, you know, working and like customer service over the phone and all that and everything, I've grown to have like more appreciation for outsourced, like, you know, um, tech support, call centers and all that. Like you said, Peter. They're speaking to Mr. Uh, Hand, Mr. Mr. Hand, man. Um, they're speaking to other individuals in a and not their native language, but they're doing it at a high level. And you know, yeah, you know, some, yeah, you know, they have I, an I, accent. Yeah. They have, they have an accent. They yeah. can't help that. In uh, yeah, in, in, uh, in 1985, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been a programmer since I was 16 years old. So that was like 1976. Uh -huh. um, but in '85, I was full time professional programmer. I was 25 years old, and an opportunity to go to Venezuela and Ooh. and work mm -hmm. in an environment where I would only be able to speak Spanish in every day. Caracas? And, mm -hmm. In Caracas, see. And I was like, I was thrilled. I was so excited. Right. I literally doubled down on my Spanish. I started to learn. Um, so you, you immersed know, yourself in all, it. Mm -hmm. All of the language, right. like a keyboard is una teclado. Un teclado, see, and a mouse is ratón. Uh, obviously and Raton. weirdly, mm -hmm. but at, yeah. And uh, like screen is Pantaya. And I had to learn all this technological language, right. which is separate from being socially fluent in that, in that language. Right. So you immersed yourself, right? Kind of like the Mormon, yeah. but, uh, but the, to Jay's point, yeah. not only are they fairly fluent in English, they're fluent in the technology yep. that they're talking to you and about. That, and yeah. they're, they're able to communicate that in your language. Mm -hmm. How yeah. is that not a beautiful gift for you oh, I, I agree. when you're calling the, the tech agree. support center? Absolutely. And honestly, I'm glad you guys brought up language because uh, you know, foreign languages are also under the attack of the Stay Woke Act and Anti-Wokeism. Exactly. Because I remember when Wakanda Forever was coming out and they, um, they introduced Namor. They uh, showed like the changes they did to like a Namor and everything. 
right. um, where it was, um, you know, what, what was the, uh, it was a Mayan well, language. Before we get into that, let's yeah. go ahead and take a quick break. Okay. I want you to cover that yeah. because I really want to get in depth in that because I have a couple of things to say about that too. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Junior from Make It A Combo. Thanks for listening to the Minorities Report, but don't forget to listen to our podcast, Make It A Combo, where we review movies, talk shit, and have a good time. And our other podcast, MIS Slut, hosted by Andrea, where she reads them sexy stories from her listeners. Hola mi gente, and we're back. Thank you guys for sticking around with us. Today's topic, as we were saying, is about staying woke. Stay woke. You know, don't keep your head on a swivel. Before we went on break, Jay was talking about Wakanda Forever. I know we touched on it on the previous episode, but you were saying, yeah, they were they were uh, speaking Mayan in there. Right, right. And there was a uh, so much backlash against how Namor and his people were portrayed. Because uh, as you folks know, you know Namor, um, you know he was one of like the early um, comic book characters, and you know he was uh, he was the first. He was the first, yeah. and you know his like people and everything were Atlantean. And so it had like that whole like classic Atlantis look to it. Right. So the filmmakers for Wakanda Forever took their spin on it and made it um, reflect Mayan culture. Right. And then, you know, as you watch the movie, they speak in the Mayan language. So it was this beautiful civilization um, preserved, preserved yeah. as well as being presented. And of course, you have all these assholes flooding the message boards, all the comment sections saying, you know, saying like, oh, why they did that to Namor? Namor's a white guy. The, it's woke. It's Wakanda forever and everything. Well, and and the, yeah. And the, so like, um, you know, languages, as you guys were discussing and everything right. are under attack as well. Yeah. With well, like, yeah. Well, see, the thing is, I think with Namor also. Because he has a similar origin to, to Aquaman where his mother was uh, human and his father was Atlantean mm-hmm. so or vice versa, something like that. But the, the thing is that what they consider woke is because in the Marvel's MCU, they try to base things more in like quote unquote reality. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have a place called Atlantis in the real world. So they created it as a mythical background for them to be Mayan. The reason why they're saying it's woke because why was the reason his people went underwater? Because mm-hmm. the Europeans came in colonization and, and caused disease. Mm. Cause that's why they're saying it's woke. But the yeah. other reason is also, if you notice, there's really no bad guy in Wakanda Forever. However, the people that are working against the Wakandans and the Atlanteans are all white. Yeah, everybody yeah. was white. Yeah. yeah, and this is like a, it touches into why uh, critical race theory is important and why education is important no, exactly. because there's a bunch of people out there that are keep screaming woke woke this woke that and everything they don't realize that the United States it has been like hijacked by a colonialism mm-hmm. and also the the um the term woke you know it's always been it's um it's been hijacked by um you know by conservatives, by like, you know, racist. To be a bad thing. To be a bad thing. And this is just another example on how black culture has been hijacked by its oppressors. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, because, um, you know, black culture has always been stigmatized as well as, you know, Mexican-American culture. Every, any other culture that's not white has always been stigmatized. So I I have a solution to the CRT issue. Mm -hmm. No CRT in classroom ever. But we have an unlimited right to show 
George Carlin videos. <laughs> that seems fair. He's a white guy. I mean, dude, you want to yeah. talk about woke? Yeah, I mean, right. You know, yeah. what, you know what cracks me up is that all like these, like you know, these racists when they try to do like their right wing memes and everything, they always use George Carlin as like anti woke, just because he was an old white guy that cussed. So they're thinking like, oh, he's one of us. He's like, motherfucker, he'd hate you, assholes. Well, you know what? The, the hypocrisy of some people who are conservative. I know someone who's their father doesn't change the channel off of Fox News. It's always fucking on. However, they're a fan of George Carlin and watch RuPaul's Drag Race. And love uh, Sam and and love Sam Elliott and Sam yeah. Elliott was like one of the most liberal is I'm sorry not was he's still alive sorry yeah. but he's one of the most liberal actors he, in Hollywood he has yeah. set, had to say several times stop using my image for that yeah <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Sam That's Elliott yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah 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 he goes yeah. motherfucker I don't like you guys no. right they think because they see him in Big Lebowski as an old white cowboy they think oh he's one of us he's just well, like he, John Wayne he plays no. that role a lot a lot so, yeah but but it so. Just getting back to George Carlin for a minute. It's like, if you've ever heard, um, there's, I can't remember what the name of the album was, The Seven Things You Can't Say on TV. Yeah. But in Which the, you can. Not which which yeah. not what you can say, I'm on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, in that, on that album, there's a, um, there's a thing he says about, you know, the American way. Mm-hmm. The American way is if, if somebody has something we want and there's brown people there, Drop some bombs on him. <laughs> so, and uh, that's a, a really bad paraphrase. But the, the bit is uh, unfortunately as poignant as it is funny. Because one of the things that we have done culturally as a country is we have gone and created shadow governments that... And I mean, this isn't even conspiracy because Manuel Noriega was clearly placed by the United States government and clearly supported by us. Um, and that is just like maybe one of the most well-known examples, not including um, uh, Samosa down in... Uh, I think it was Samosa, right? Down yeah. in Nicaragua? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so. a lot of... A lot of, I mean, we, you can go back as far as Fidel Castro. Oh, sure. The yeah. Fidel Castro, the CIA went in there and helped him win. Mm-hmm. He, they helped him overtake Batista because the simple fact that they needed him there because they wanted that base there. Yeah. And that's the only reason why we have Guantanamo Bay because the CIA helped Castro take over Cuba. I can't we, believe we still have Guantanamo, by dude, the way. Yeah. Well, I cannot believe it's still there. What makes me And lo- I'm not talking about, you know, all of the promises by Obama and everybody else to yeah. get rid of the base. I'm talking about the fact that the base exists there at all. Yeah, no, yeah. that the Cubans have allowed have it still. not yeah. just said yeah, we're gonna grow rice. Here well, because or whatever. because the reason Tobacco. is they they know that the, the U.S. would just stomp them because mm-hmm. they're they're a small country. We could just go in there and just stomp them, you know. Mm-hmm. But the thing is with with Cuba, real quick, and I'll, Jay, I'll let you get back to your point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cuba, the reason why Castro took over was because of the U.S. What made me think one day when I was thinking about that is that, and they don't teach you this in school either. Yeah, the United States has installed people who turned around and fucked them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Do you, do you know that the reason why Osama bin Laden had as much power as he did because of the U.S.? Well, his family yeah. was supported by uh, the oil industry. Like, I mean, well, I mean, they were, you know. Well, that and you remember back in the eighties, the Iran Contra scandal. Oh, of course. Oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean Osama bin Laden. I meant Saddam Hussein. Oh, oh Hussein. Hussein. Yeah. Hussein yeah. was in power because of the U.S. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, of the Iran Iran Contra scandal. Right. I'm sorry. That's actually the most recent and 
best example for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Saddam Hussein. Yeah, good, good point. And uh, um, what's Saddam. it called? <laughs> and then, and you know, and then it's funny is because like this all comes back to CRT because yes. they will never ever ever teach this in classrooms. Why? Because you know what the old saying goes: history is written by the victors. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so that's why the Stay Woke Act and all these people who are trying to be against woke, against a pre- uh, um, progression. Is that they don't want to be looked at as the bad guys. Well, they it, don't want to. They don't want to expose the fact that yeah, the United States had a hand in helping its you know yep. enemies and helping Saddam Hussein and helping Fidel Castro. Mm-hmm. The the reason why because you remember I've said it in previous episodes and I live by this. I was like the this country was mm-hmm. founded by rich old white dudes that didn't want to pay taxes mm-hmm. and it still ran. By rich old white dudes that don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> Nothing correct. has changed. <laughs> Nothing and, has fucking changed. And, and you know, and like when you guys um, touched on when people are under the impression that we are the most advanced country in the world, <laughs> the the backlash against CRT and trying to stop um, representation just is another or other examples on how our country is dead last. Yeah. yeah. Because other countries like, you know, you know, Germany talked about like its history with like, you know, with Hitler, Nazism and all that and they're they don't hide it. They're saying like, yeah, this country has been through well, yeah. So it makes me laugh about people yeah. who go America first and then drive a Mercedes. It's like really right. Yeah. Or, or a BMW. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's such a great <laughs> intro to what I was just gonna say. Yeah. It's like we are technology backward yeah. compared because we've shipped all of our technology off yep. and the countries we shipped it to said, Okay, we're gonna make this our own. Yep. And now they are the masters of that technology. <laughs> and, make it better. and the big right. big exception is electric vehicles. Yeah. So Tesla comes along. These two brilliant guys create right. create this this method. Two for brilliant building, guys who were not cars, Elon Musk. Who yeah. were not and not Elon Musk. Yeah. But you were and saying, I'm sorry. I should say, yeah, I should probably call them out. Um, but we, oh, sorry, hang on. Actually, if you want to take a Google break real quick, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. yeah. I'll pause it. Okay, so that's. That's exactly the point I was going to make about the the automobile industry and right. the EVs because here people are saying that we're the greatest uh, technologically advanced country in the world. Mm-hmm. We come to them with the truth that says no. We we outsourced everything to the point where we've literally created better expertise than we have in every right. other country, and the big exception to that is EVs. Yeah. Here come, you know, Martin Eberhard and Mark Tarpening, and they create Tesla. And with the help of Elon Musk, they drive it into this ridiculous juggernaut. Right. So recently, uh, admittedly, I bought a Tesla Model X because I've always wanted an electric car. And to me, that was the pinnacle. I get in the thing for the very first time, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, this is like someone went to 2050 took a yeah. concept car, brought it back in time, and then just mass manufactured it. Yep. You get in this thing, De- Detroit, GM, uh, Dodge, and uh, Ford have nothing like this. And I and and if you have an EV that is made by one of the big three, right. you come put it side by side with my Model X. And my Model right. X is six years old. It's a 2017. Right. And and here's here's this insane piece of technology that is that is ours, right? Well, and when you go to the people mm-hmm. who are complaining about wokeism, they literally hate Tesla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, it's like, yeah. Well, the, well, the thing is that all, 
touching on what you said, the manufacturers are now trying to catch up to Tesla. Right. Yeah. So like Ford, Ford has a now an F-150 that's completely electric. Yeah. So they're trying to still catch up. Yeah. But it's funny you mentioned um, Elon Musk because he's one of like, you know, the major figures against, you know, woke culture and progression because that's one of the reasons why he bought Twitter. Yeah. was to stop free speech, was to basically um, silence everyone that has like a different opinion from him. And so he basically did to Tesla, he did to Twitter what he did to Tesla. It fucked it? Fucked it, silenced the innovators, and make it all about himself. Well, you, wait, do you mean that's why on the first day he took over, the N-word was used over 500 times? I hate to break it to you. I have my doubts. The Maybe I think you're talking crazy. The hell but yes, <laughs> but and that's another thing about the part about people who are anti woke. Using your Tesla example, there's all these rich up their own ass people that are conservative, but they'll go out and buy a Tesla. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, wait, so you're buying a car that's not combustible? Joe, Joe Rogan has one. Yeah, they oh, well, he example. doesn't con <laughs> he doesn't consider himself a conservative. He says he's a libertarian. Yeah, yeah, sure. that's conservative. Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's like uh, Kristen Cinema. Re Kristen Cinema recently she goes, oh, I'm an independent. Oh, got it. You're a Republican. Yeah. Well, they just well, I mean, like they just they're saying they're using like these other like labels just to hide the fact that they really are you know like extreme conservative. Well, she wants to have conservative views and conservative laws, but still get the Democrat votes. And yeah. my question is. Why? That's she was like the first openly bisexual member of Congress. I still think and... that was fake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. whatever. I well, mean, yeah, she's yeah, as look. bisexual as Tutu. Well, you yeah. know, the thing is, it could be, you know, it could be legit, but there are, you know, people that are self-serving that would use um, the support of the people who are underrepresented, who are uh, oppressed just to like uh, get their votes and as soon oh. as they get what they wanted, guess what? All right, I'm done now. I'm done with you. I, I have, done. I have no... I have no doubt that that was certainly yeah. part of it. But so. going back to, see, the, the, the thing about staying woke, yes, it did start about the African-American community, the black community. Um, however, now it's been adopted mm -hmm. by the LGBTQ plus community. Right. And as, as it should be. Because mm -hmm. my, my opinion, the term stay woke or woke is about every oppressed minority. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Honestly, the LGBTQ plus, as, mm -hmm. as much as I love them, yes, they're still, well, they are an oppressed minority. They know it. Yeah. You know, that's why here at the Minorities Report, we don't have people on that are just of ethnic background. Mm -hmm. We do have people who are part of the LGBTQ community. Present. Who, who might be mm -hmm. of the Caucasian persuasion. Mm -hmm. Because of the simple fact is that we, as a minority, have to help other minorities. Mm -hmm. And that's a big pet peeve I have about the about the woke anti woke movement. Mm -hmm. You have Latinos, blacks, and they're all against the woke movement, as they call it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh anti woke, this is becoming woke. Just like that Fox News reporter who's black where she always talks about anti woke. Yeah. I can't remember her name. She's one of those other bobbleheads. Right, right. And all they do is sit there it's like, dude, you're working against your own people. Mm -hmm. We have been oppressed. We've been held down for so long. Mm -hmm. Why are you continuing that? Yeah, and that's also, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that as well because, you know, there are like, you know, um, black men who are actually always like mocking woke who, who they feel that there is an emasculation against black men, whether, you know, they're, you know, dressing feminine or gay and they will try to, use the whole like a oh, fake woke hashtag right. against them and everything. And it's just like this self-sabotage. Self like, listen, um, black people, gay people, no different. 
They're oppressed by the same type of people. They're ostracized. So why are you giving them shit when they're fighting the same fight as you are? Yeah, it's like it's like those dudes that go, I would never wear a dress. I would never wear a skirt. What do you have on? It's a kilt. Yeah. Or, yeah well, Jonathan, <laughs> okay, be careful right, where you tread. Right. Jonathan, uh, what was it? Jonathan Majors, he was making headlines because he did a cover where he's wearing a pink, like um, like a feathery, like right. a type of like a cape. And long, like you know, leather, purple boots, and everything. Brother was rocking it. Well, like he just, looked fucking great. That's and just then, like yeah. all the shit they give to Harry Styles. Right, yeah. exactly. And then you have all these like um, all these brothers going out, like saying like, oh, you know, they're trying to emasculate the black men and everything. Like motherfucker, okay. listen, the, it's the whole it's the, it's trying to demasculate men. Period. Right. That's another part of the woke thing. Where right. it's like, oh, why do men wear dresses? Says, dude, men have been wearing dresses since Shakespeare. You yeah. know, you have back in the seventies and. Mr. Han, you remember this? Flip Wilson. Oh, oh Geraldine. Yeah. Geraldine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even before him, hey, Uncle, Uncle Milty. Yeah, that's and, exactly. And, right. and like even going into the uh, uh, the '90s, Wanda with Jimmy Fox, Living yes, Color, right? Yeah. Um, Martin. Sh- Martin. Uh, like you know, it's, and it cracks me up. Tyler Perry. Martin Tyler was Perry. Shanene. Shanene. Yeah. Shanene. <laughs> yeah. And but and it cracks me up. It's like so you have all these brothers and like all like these straight uh, men who are going who are screaming anti mask you know screaming emasculation demasculate and everything. It was like you're the same motherfuckers that love to quote Mar- Shanene. They love to quote Flip Wilson. That laugh. They're enjoying their work. But even Medea, hallelujah, Medea and everything. <laughs> and what makes you think that? It's demasculating to rock a pair of boots and a and a fucking feather uh, cape. That takes courage. Oh, I it forgot. It does, another... and notwithstanding yeah. the level of success that Tyler Perry has oh, had, with he that? owns his oh, own yeah. movie yeah. studio now. Black, that's uh, black. That, that's, yeah. Now listen, that's mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. yeah, but here's something more impressive that I learned about Tyler Perry yesterday. Mm-hmm. He has a hangar full of RC jets. Of like remote control planes, huge ones, <laughs> like awesome. fifteen feet long. That is wow. awesome. He has fighter jets. He has a friggin' Harrier vertical takeoff and landing RC. I want to hang with this dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought of another another black man that made a lot of money dressing like a woman. Mm-hmm. Larry Johnson. Oh, Grandmama, oh, Grandmama, the commercials Grandmama. and everything. Dude, those commercials were huge in the nineties. Right, with him playing basketball. Right, dude, they were huge. Right, and and Big Mama's house. Right, yeah, yeah. and people. Of, of the black community or the African American community will go see Mom, Big Mama's house yeah. and laugh their ass off. Yeah. Fuck, they made two sequels to it. Right. Yeah. That's how big it was. Right. But, um, you know, and okay, like, I, there are some actors that don't want to, they said in their words, like, you know, I don't want to put on the dress. I don't, you know, I want to do that and everything. And, you know, I respect that, right. you know, and everything because they want to, they want their career to go to a different trajectory and everything. Um, just, you know, don't be so quick to say it's demasculating or you know or like de or emasculating don't it's 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 black it's not that black and white it's a gray area and everything it is and yeah. and the only person that can emasculate you is you yep. mm-hmm. that happens in your mind it doesn't happen outside no. of you and if you think that for a minute you don't know yourself there's a there's a young singer i don't know if you guys are familiar with him he's from the uk his name is Youngblood. And he's a phenomenal artist, and he has such a good heart. And at every performance, he's in a dress or a skirt. But to say that he's not masculine is far from far from it. Absolutely, you know he and he owns it. And he's like, I wear makeup, I wear a dress, but his fans are so dedicated to him because he tells stories about his audience, and he tells stories about unfortunately kids who are part of the LGBT community that 
you know have no, are no longer with us mm -hmm. and he emphasizes how do you have to love yourself you know you have to love each other but you got to love yourself too and if that's woke but i'm a woke motherfucker then yeah that's mm -hmm. right that's exactly absolutely right yeah mm -hmm. and him and along with again harry styles and then there's that young kid the rapper um little nas x that pisses yep. everybody yeah. off. oh my yeah. goodness yeah <laughs> well you know and and that is exactly it I absolutely identify as woke. Mm -hmm. I, I want to identify as woke, but mm -hmm. I will honestly say that that label is up to the people with whom I interact. Exactly. Mm -hmm. if, yep. if, they, if they consider me that way, then I consider it a compliment and I will continue to strive to be inclusive mm -hmm. and to support diversity. And in fact, I'm a member of a couple of different diversity um, councils at work. That's awesome. So, right see, see, I'm actually part of the diversity inclusion team on my, at my job too. And that's great to hear from a boomer. You know, I hate that's to right. use that label on you because you're really yeah. not that attitude, but you are of that era. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought this up. Um, the villainization. Is that a word? Yeah, let's yeah. make it a word. Of the true woke <laughs> and everything. Minority Report, copyright 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Michael Harriet, uh, he is the author of the uh, book Black, a Black AF History, the, un uh, the Unwhitewashed Story of America. Uh, which I plan to like uh, check out actually because it looks really good. He explains that this insidious takeover and flippant of black vernacular to anti-black pejorative has numerous parallels with America's past and runs all the way to the present day. When you look at the long arc of history, he says, of America's reaction to the request for black liberation, every time a black um, every time black people try to use a phrase or coin a phrase that symbolizes our desire of liber liberation, it eventually becomes a cuss word to white people. Right. And it's just like, and it did that comes all together. Liber with liberation, with progression, with education, there's going to be oppression to it. Yeah. And it's also, it's going to have that stigma applied to it. And I, I see, uh, I see woke as like, remember the, the classic Days of Future Past X-Men storyline? Yes. Yes. Yeah. When they try to make m the word mutant into a, a cuss word, into like, a yeah, cuss yeah, word yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And then yeah. you have that poster of all like the various like X-Men characters slain, apprehended. Yeah. That's pretty much like woke right there. Yeah. And, and everything because they're trying to oppress it. Well, they're trying to stop the education. It's kind of the pe like the people who try to equate the word cracker to mm -hmm. the N-word. It's yeah. not the same. No, I know, but I all. really wish it was. I wish because I wish I could turn around and say to my white friends, "Crack them, please." <laughs> it's like it's like growing up in the seventies in the age of Sanford and Son and George mm. Jefferson uh -huh. and all that. It's like the terms that they used for Caucasians were so soft. Yeah, cracker, yeah. honky, white bread. Right. How are those hurtful? That actually sounds like a Panera Bread menu. <laughs> But <laughs> they associate too right, much bread. But I'm glad you brought up the N word because the N word is another um, another word that has been used to try to oppress black people for the longest time. Black people, as you know, as they started fighting back, uh, you know, took that word back, and now white you know white racists get pissed off. Like, why can't I use that word? You could say, it, but I can't. Yeah. That's right, because we, we took back that word. That word is ours now, and you're pissed off that you can't use it anymore. Well, see, I, I, in a way, well, I, uh, the one thing I can, uh, I can go a contra to that mm -hmm. is, uh, and I have a friend who, who opened my eyes to this, says, well, how about none of us use that word? 
how about we just kill the word off? Mm-hmm. You know, don't let it exist anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be in the black community or in the white community, just don't use it anymore. Right. Because the simple fact of the matter is it's an antiquated term that should no longer be used. It mm-hmm. is derogatory. It is oppressive. So mm-hmm. how about we just don't use it anymore? Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. I agree with that. Right. Will it ever stop being used? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't use it anyway. So. Yeah. Well, neither do I. <laughs> and the well, thing is... It, it, I grew up... Actually, I'm not going to lie in a confession. I grew up saying it, but not in a derogatory manner. Right. I grew up in an all-black and, and Puerto Rican neighborhood. Yeah. We dropped it because that's just the way we did it. You know, you know? and I, I totally get what you're saying and everything, like just like abolish the word. And I totally get that. Absolutely. Uh, but also educate about it yeah. you know what i'm saying uh because there are folks that think that in order to achieve blackness you have to say nigger that you have to yeah. say it that yeah. there's a because i've i've actually oh. I've, I've 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 come across that like my black and have we have we discussed in like a previous episode my blackness has always been like in question, question. in yeah. question I, and everything I, I know. And, yeah and i remember this one guy I knew straight up he actually said, like, well, you never say the N-word a lot, so I don't know if you're really black. I'm like, first and foremost, my culture is not doesn't revolve around that word. Right. And also, there hasn't been a moment where I needed to say well, it. it. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're a rapper. Right. Or, or, or the dude from CB4, and he didn't even say it. I would have said, I, I just don't use it around you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know... It wouldn't be, I couldn't be a guest here without bringing up Star Trek. So yeah. bring up Star Trek. Well, honestly, Star Trek because is, has been relevant bro, with race. That's right. It was, it was, like, well, it was, yeah. a, it was so, that's yeah. a great example of yeah. quote unquote woke. That is yeah. correct. Like I'm just going to say Gene Roddenberry um, is the person who tried the hardest to treat, to teach white people wokeism. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, most, well, I'll, I'll have to debate you on that one because also Rod Serling. Oh, and Twilight George, Zone. And George Carlin. Right. Uh, so, mm-hmm. And Norman Lear, by the way, who... In, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sanford oh, yeah, and Son, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, but getting back to Star Trek, I was listening to a podcast that is, uh, let's say, African-American women mm-hmm. okay. uh, talking about a particular sci-fi show. And they said that until Avery Brooks, there wasn't a black presence in... Uh, a commanding black presence in Star Trek. Now I get that from the fact that Avery was, the you know, captain. The, the captain right. on Deep Space Nine. He was he was the the leader. Mm-hmm. But they called Lavar Burton's character in the Next Generation black presenting, and I thought uh, this is. Wait, this is Kunta Kinte. Wait, yeah, yeah, about wait. to say he was in Roots. <laughs> wait, Kunta how, Kinte is only How black much percent. blacker does this man have to be for you? And you know what? I think of what's it called. And again, like this is like the negative perception of black culture and any other culture and everything is because he's not acting to, in their view, outwardly black. It's just like right. they See, talked about the movie. Um, what was it called? Hollywood Shuffle with yeah, Robert see, Townsend. See, yep. what I, I yeah. hate is that they completely dismiss Uhura too. Oh yeah, well, and they didn't. They they talked about her, and she is absolutely the the feminine hero right. of of Star Trek from get go. And actually, during the discussion, um, you know, um, Sinequa Martin Green was brought up, and I mean, there First. are a lot of really great uh, uh, people of color, and now. Uh, people in the LGBTQ spectrum, like I met, yep. I met Anthony Rapp, who 
look into some of his work. And I mean, this guy is an amazing advocate for the LGBT right. community mm -hmm. and a phenomenal character well, on Star Trek Discovery. And if you if you look at the original series, even yeah. the the whole crew was completely diverse. Yeah, it had the yeah. very first interracial kiss. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, it had one of the very first uh, gay men. On mm -hmm. the cast, I'm not sure if he was open back then. He was not George yeah. Takei. George Takei. <laughs> yeah. George. Oh, as well yeah. as like a you know first like a Asian character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With yeah. a pro it, prominent role. Yeah. They had a couple other Asian Asian characters too. It was funny because there's this one scene where one of one of the crewmen is drunk because of some you know gas or beam or something that's hitting the ship, and he's trying to put these isolinear chips back in there containers and he's drunk and he, he can't figure it out and it's an asian dude and it's a slightly overweight balding asian dude which i was like yes because because <laughs> because even star trek really hasn't gone to the you know like all of the femme fatales in in star trek were were a standard of of beauty that is a hollywood trope so like and, was it seven of nine and not a realistic mm. one like mm. i want i want lizzo on there Star you Trek, nice. you know what I mean, yep. and and honestly, the the Captain Lizzo, right? And <laughs> the first dope. the yeah. first one we got, the very first one we got was mm -hmm. Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, who was yes. who was very yeah. like had a little more of a bent toward androgyny and was not. Uh, I mean, she's a beautiful person and a beautiful human being to look at, mm -hmm. but. Not to the standard that we're used to. She is what they yeah. call unconventionally beautiful. Yeah, and right. I, yeah, which is a, such a cop out. Right. And no, it, yeah. she's just beautiful. Right. Exactly. Right. No, but they yeah. use that term because yes, she's right. not a cookie cutter I, I, right. model. Exactly. Like, to to yeah. use an yeah. example of Seven of Nine. Yes. Jerry. Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan. Yeah. Stunning. Stunningly. She looks gorgeous. like a model. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure she is. But you know, um, and this actually, you know, it's funny because. All of our discussions, our side discussions and everything, it comes back to woke because Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, all these fictional works and everything have always been woke. Yeah. They've always been about representation. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, yeah. And now you have these, you know, these uh, fake fans going on there saying like, oh man, Marvel's gone woke. Man, Star, like, you know, Star Wars, like the new trilogy, you know, when they have... Um, John Boyega, as well as um, um, Rosa Rose Tran, and everything, uh, they're saying, "Oh, they're they're it's gotten woke, it's gone woke, motherfucker." You do know that these works have always been about representation. Wait, it, it's it's like okay, Star Wars gone woke. You had green people, yeah, dudes that look like lizards. One guy looks like a walrus, and one guy looks like a walking rug. Yeah. But having a black person on there is a little far fetched. Yeah. Yeah, right. What I want to. I, I want to say yeah. also that Kelly Marie Tran Rose, the character yeah. you referred to, uh -huh. was so harassed about her character. Yeah. Why? That she turned her Instagram and Twitter off completely. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm just like, why? are you yeah. kidding me? That was yeah. a that was a wonderful performance. Mm -hmm. but so is, objectively, objectively right. as an actor, she did an incredible job right. yeah. against John Boyega. Who also did an incredible job, yeah. mm -hmm. and that their scenes, especially when when John's character is trying to escape, when Finn is trying to escape, right. and she calls him out on it, and then you know zaps him or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a, that is one of the best scenes in the movie, right. dude. And it's just like to throw that to throw that out is is absolutely yeah. demonstrative of your avert race. There is a yeah. two second sequence in Star Wars that they were also outraged, and it was woke. 
there's a scene and they're just panning and two women kiss at yeah. the end where they're victorious. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. Ki- yeah. Two women kiss and it's in passing. They right. don't even focus on them. It's just in yeah. passing. Yeah. And people were outraged by that. Yeah. It's it just was, like, I don't want my kids seeing that. So you have no problem with seeing heterosexual couples like Belle and Bees, Eric and Ariel, um, Prince Charming, so, okay, whatever. It's okay and for a fish girl to fall in love with a guy. And right. It's okay for a monster animal to go fall in love with a girl. Right. That's okay. But I don't want to see no girls kissing each other. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know it. it so you know, it, yeah. It, it's. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no. Ahead. I was just gonna say it really, it really blows my mind that there is that standard and the fact that the reality is. This is happening today. Exactly. Yeah. It's so, the world we live in. So yeah. this isn't fantasy. Mm-hmm. This is reality. This yep. is reflective of what is happening in today's society. And you're raging against it because it's included in a work of fiction. Yep. I'm just like, I don't even know how to compute that. You know what it is? And you know what's funny? Here's the ironic thing. Fantasy has exposed the horrors of reality. No, absolutely. Plain and simple. Yeah. All these works and everything where they have inclusion have exposed all the real life monsters. Oh, absolutely. They show their whole ass. Oh, yeah. They show their whole ass. That's why I always compare like the country to uh, X Day from Guyver and everything. (laughs) Well, my my thing is that there's so things. Okay, go into drag performances. The the people say that that's grooming. People who are trans are grooming. However. It is okay for you to take your son's twelve-year-old little league team to Hooters. <laughs> That's cool. That's uh, not that grooming. Is, that is insane. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that, and just for all you people who are anti-woke out there, I need to educate you on something. Not all drag performers are gay or even members of the LGBT Thank community. You. Thank they you. They aren't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not. It is. There is no correlation between the two. Is there a tendency? Maybe, but but original drag performers, and we'll go back to Uncle Milty, were mm. not gay in any way, shape, or form. On the contrary, I, heard I mean, my as, Uncle Milty was as packing. Far as we know, right. I heard my Uncle <laughs> Milty was but, packing. You see, but like, but Peter, <laughs> him and Burt Ward, <laughs> right? But uh, Peter, um, but no, I'm glad you bring that up because this is this is a conversation that needs to be taught. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying because again, like, there's this misconception that if you're a drag queen, you're automatically gay. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, well, it, yeah. drag performer, drag perf- or oh, drag performer, yeah. The the, the 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 term drag queen is no longer used. Oh, it isn't. No, that pejorative is no longer used. They call I'm, I've never well, they call themselves queens, right? But they don't use this drag performer. What about yeah. a Puerto Rican queen? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a wasn't that a song? Yeah, yeah. it was a Chichi Rodriguez. No, no, no. You <laughs> no, know, no. Uh, Caribbean queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he made that like uh, like. I don't know, a hundred different ways. Billy Ocean? Yeah, Billy yeah. Ocean. He, oh, and yeah, he yeah. also made Puerto Rican Queen. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they all think they are. Anyway. <laughs> so, no, but going back to your saying about drag performers, the the stigma is that they're gay, but yeah, some of them are not. That goes into showing another woke show that we were talking about, mm-hmm. Golden Girls. Golden yeah. Girls. Oh, Golden Girls was ahead yeah. of its time. Sophia's son yeah. dressed in drag. But right. he wasn't gay. He was married. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it goes to show back to how inclusive we've always been. And people have watched these shows and didn't realize it. The episode where, where there was a woman in love with Rose. That's another. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and that's another thing that cracks me up about, like, you know, the, um, the, you know, the boomers and everything or the people that just want, like, things to go back 
the way they were. The good old days. The good old days and everything. You mean when women couldn't vote and and blacks knew their place? Exactly. <laughs> which is why, which is which is exactly why, the, which and you know totally um, made me um, think about when I heard "Stop Woke" uh. and everything. Um, so. They're always going on about the good old days, the good old days before it all got good all woke and everything. Good old days for you, motherfucker. Motherfucker. It's always been woke. You just live in a neighborhood that didn't allow that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's the thing is they say the good old days. Yeah, maybe for you it was. How right. about for those people that it wasn't so See, that's why Ameri- Make America Great Again was a racist dog whistle. Dude, like I saw this oh, video. Yeah. I saw this video. It was a, a ad for a new community. It was, I think it was back in the from the 60s. Mm-hmm. And it was this woman literally saying that, oh, no, she doesn't want black people living in her neighborhood. This is a great because it's an all white community, and this was a commercial. Yeah. For so <laughs> I get it. I occasionally get on Twitter, but not very often because I find that it's just people yelling at each other. Yeah, that's why I, I, I don't that's why have, I let Jay go on ours. I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have much use for it, but I saw this thing. Kevin Sorbo, of oh, course. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I know. Yeah. By the way, Kevin, you are officially not a white person anymore. We don't. Uh, we don't want you. Oh, whoa, but, wait, they're not whoa, invited. Whoa, whoa, whoa. To, they're not invited to. He's wait. not invited to the country club. No, wait, wait, not, wait, wait, we no, don't want him. He's kicked out. I don't yes. want him either. On no. Beha- on so behalf he, of the Latino uh, contingent, we don't want him. He's not. On, be- he's on behalf not of the black contingent, we'd rather take Condoleezza Rice than Kevin Sorbo. So he said. He said. Uh, you know, my my family comes from Norway. Why should I pay reparations? Oh, well, that's simple. Norway was part and parcel of the slave trade. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, the Norwegian government issued, like, a gigantic statement about their their collective shame yeah. about participating. In, it's been in the news. Well, Have the- you not? Pulled your head out yeah. of your ass. The for Dutch, a the Dutch were the same because oh, the Dutch were the worst. Because if you, I'm Dutch, so yeah, because yeah. It, you do you know? Fun fact: a lot of people don't know this. New York's original name was New Amsterdam. Absolutely, is because it was all settled by the Dutch. That's right. And the neighborhood I grew up in, Bushwick, it was actually named by the Germans and the Dutch because that's it was a majority uh, uh, that part of Brooklyn was majority Dutch and German. So my dad's mom, my yeah. uh, paternal grandmother, was Henrietta. She was from Suriname in Dutch Guiana. Right. And um, her grandmother was a Kenyan slave who was married off to a Dutch farmer who was her grandfather. Wait, you part black? So, yeah, I am. Well, I mean, about it, he about it to the cookout. A slaver. Right. By the way, it <laughs> turns out that if you're one uh, 1024th black, don't go telling your friend from Kenya about it because she doesn't want to know. Yeah, well, <laughs> found that out the hard way. I'm, I'm, I'm actually fifteen uh, percent African, so I'm, well, pr- I'm proud of that. Well, I guess you guys are invited to my family reunion. <laughs> but and it actually one of the places that my yes, friend, <laughs> well, one of the places my my ancestry shows it is from Western Africa, from uh, Guyana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Guyana, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. in Africa. So yeah. I'm proud of that. Anyway, so. It's the it's the fifty percent European that I'm really crazy about. But anyway, don't get into I that. am, uh, uh, and I wrestle with this because I love the Scottish culture. My mother came over from Glasgow, from Scotland. So I'm literally fifty percent Scotch, as we like to oh, say. So, mm. so you like Trump? Yikes! Ouch. Damn! <laughs> you know, right? You know about that? Yeah, right? he's half. He, his mother was an illegal. No, 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 no. no. What? The, the literally Scotland as a country said, 
Stay oh, the fuck away yeah. from us. They closed. Oh. Yeah. He was trying to build this awful, ugly ass uh, golf course there. Yeah. They shut it down. Be like, nah, man, we don't no, want no. you here. Fuck they you. literally, they <laughs> literally don't want him in the country. Right. They, and all of the best, um, like Trump, like curses. Yeah. I don't know what you just the like. Uh, Orange-haired shit gibbon, I believe, was one of those. <laughs> but they have created some of the most beautiful oh, slurs against yeah. this Actually, guy. I, I saw a, um, it was a meme, and it was a whole list of, like, Scottish curses for Trump. And yeah. let me tell you, I studied that to, like, up my roast game against Trump uh, right Trumpers on. and everything. Yeah. Oh, dude, so, yeah. dude yeah. the great part is in the UK, in England especially, do you know what Trump means? Mm. It means a fart. Yeah. But it means <laughs> almost like a shark. Oh, like a shotgun fight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. laddie, did you have a wee Trump? Then yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's like, no. It's like that scene literally, from Joe Dirt. Did you take a joke? Yeah, don't, write, don't forget to write your li- dirt. Literally, he goes, oh, I trumped. <laughs> so, um, so that meme that, that Jay is talking about yeah. is one of my absolute favorites of all time. Mm. And I probably laughed for like an hour at it. But here's the thing. Back to Kevin Sorbo and reparations. Oif. Mm. Being like literally half Scottish and half Dutch, right? The Scots and the the Dutch were the the people who enacted the slave trade. They they literally yeah. created it. You 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 know what? One of my pet peeves about when people talk about reparations and slavery and how we need to like f- I I don't know I guess teach that history. People mm-hmm. come back with oh well, what about the Irish slaves? When were there Irish slaves? They were indentured servants. They were in England. Right, but they were indentured servants. <laughs> yes. They weren't slaves. Right. They weren't owned by those people. They could they actually were, earn their way yeah. out yeah. of their situation. They were indebted right. to yeah. those people. Not They weren't owned yeah. by them. It is and a, a and they talk about situation. how the Irish were treated when they came here. They came here voluntarily. Yeah. They, well, no, they didn't have a choice. Yes, they did. They did have the potato famine, and that's why they came here. But they still had the choice. Yeah. Africans didn't have a choice. They were hauled off in chains. I don't ever hear. I've never heard. So, I lived in New York. I met a lot of Irish people. Oh, yeah. I've never heard stories about how their ancestors were in chains and brought here. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so back to just last word on reparations that I want to say is being Scotch and Irish. Yeah. Irish. No, being Scotch and Dutch. Um, I think if we're going to give people a stipend for living in Alaska, mm-hmm. we treat reparations exactly like we, that. We give, if you have a lineage right. that that says that your people were oppressed and enslaved, yep. then whatever portion of your heritage, that is the proration of your participation in whatever that reparation fund yeah. is. And I think mm-hmm. that's a very simple thing and, to do. And, and, and they yeah. copped out because Spike yeah. Lee, his, the main name of his production company is yeah. 40 Acres and a Mule. Yeah. Right, yeah. A lot of people didn't get that. That was no. supposed to be what they got. They yeah. didn't get it. Yeah. No, yeah. they didn't get it. And you know, and the thing is that that could be, reparations like that could be possible if the country wasn't, you know, run by, uh, you know, rich old white men and the fact that, you know, most of the spending goes to the military. Well, yeah, they can't keep yeah. Social Security Dude. alive, so yeah. there's not going to be a reparation fund. Bro, yeah. 59% yeah. Yeah. of the spending of your tax money goes to military. Mm-hmm. 59%. The, the outrageous thing mm-hmm. about that is that we have the largest military, not only the largest military in the world, but our military budget is bigger than every other military budget on the planet combined. So Dude, if yeah. we cut 
our military budget in half, right. we would still be the largest military on the planet, mm-hmm. and we would be have a larger budget than the top ten militaries yeah. in the world. Our military mm-hmm. budget is some it's higher than some countries' GDP. Oh, yeah. than a lot of countries' <laughs> GDP. It yeah. reminds me of when you have like those very affluent high schools that put all the money into the athletics rather than yeah. art, music, steam, steam, exa- yeah. or STEM. Or is it Steam? Steam just includes art. Oh, okay. Oh, awesome. Okay, but pre- either way, all of like those like you know you know progressive like you know um, mind development programs get pretty much like the shit end of the stick, right? Well, so it's because, it's, yeah, it's because like George going back to George Carlin, it's like he said they don't want intellectuals in this country. They want they want ants. Yeah. Why do you think? Okay. This was something that I heard and I and I looked up and it's true. The reason why the school day runs like a work day mm-hmm. is because they're training you to be a drone. Oh, absolutely. They're training you to be a mindless drone to work eight hours a day and kill yourself. And that's why, you know, it's funny. And another example of how other countries are kicking our ass when it comes to uh, this is most of the countries, their school days are like four days a week. They get three day weekends, and also oh, except Japan, except Japan, yeah, um, and no homework because they feel that they need to relax. Yeah, home, and so like home how, life is home life. Home life is home life. Yeah, so if you bring homework, if you bring schoolwork into your home life, guess what? You don't have a home life anymore, well, it, and, and it's, it also reduces uh, stress and yeah. um, and uh, but but you know this yeah. this boils yeah. down to though yeah. a relationship that they have in other countries between the parents of the school mm-hmm. and the students that we don't have here anymore. No. Well, they, and, they, and here they of, battle each other. Right yeah. here. They are completely embattled. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, I don't want you teaching that to my kid. Okay. Well, how about you teach your own kid? Oh, I don't have time for that. Yeah. That's what I pay you for. Yeah. Wait, so we, you <laughs> we had, a, we had a, we had a kid who was in second grade mm-hmm. and wasn't reading at all. At all. And we found out that one of the reasons for that is they were being bullied in oh, school. Wow. Oh, wow. And they were in a charter school that had an anti-bullying policy that was profound. Yeah. And it was, the, you know, the, the staff was not, was not living up to that policy. I've heard and stories what time we, again. What we wound up doing was mm-hmm. homeschooling that kid. Right. And, of course, my, my ex-wife has a master's in education. She was a brilliant homeschooler. I mean. By the end of the summer, we took her... Uh, took her out of the the school around i'm going to say end of april Mm -hmm. and by the end of the summer she went from not reading at all to a fifth grade reading level and she was by the way just going into fourth grade i I feel yeah i feel like this should definitely be a topic yeah well you need to come back yeah yeah, that that reminds me of a story i heard where a kid was graduating high school and applying for college at 12 yeah and it wasn't because they were genius they were homeschooled and yeah. that should show you how our educational system operates. A twelve-year-old mm. finished high school. Yeah. yeah, come on now, we're but, doing something wrong. But did they play on the varsity team? Who give a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm right? Was, you know was, what? Is, Honestly, was, was Uncle Junior wondering about that? Yeah, no. <laughs> that's another. That's another thing. It's like you know, we we don't. Oh, so and Jay, I think you know that I have a. Uh, Prius that is decorated in the fashion of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Did you did you remember that? You know, all those shuttlecraft come with a name of a historic person. No, I do not actually. They do. Yeah. Like there's the Hawking. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the there's well there's the Columbia and there's a bunch of other right. names on the but mine is the Jemison. 
Really? After Dr. Mae Jemison, nice. who happens to have been the uh, one of the first, well, the only astronaut mm-hmm. who also played a role on Star Trek. There you go. Immediately right. after coming back from 88 eight days or 80 days i don't know eight days in the space in the uh, international space right and the the funny thing is and uh, we we got to start wrapping it up about the anti-woke movement is that women who support it because they're actually also a suppressed class in my opinion right and they support it it's like why why i mean women have such a dominant role in our society i think but they don't hold those positions. That is exactly it. Marjorie Taylor Greene is on the end of a leash and they would cut her loose and will eventually cut her loose and she will return to the realization that women are still second-class citizens in many, many ways. I was watching a clip of Jordan Klepper and this woman said that, no, uh, when you think president, you think man, you don't think woman. It was when Hillary was running Mm -hmm. because it's a man's job. This is a woman saying this. Yeah. And and he and she goes, Oh no, you know, women are, are emotional and it could be their time of the month and they'll start a war. This is literally what this woman said. And Jordan Klepper answered her back but goes, But haven't all wars been started by men? Yeah. To date that really hasn't been the case. Well, so. my point in saying that is to say that we are one of the few countries that in my lifetime has not had a woman leader. Right. I mean, yeah. Margaret Thatcher in England. Yeah. Uh, you had, um, I can't remember, oh, Gandhi, in uh, Indira Gandhi in India. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There have been women leaders. Chichi yeah. Olina. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, for lack of a better use, Evita Perón. Yeah. Because she yeah, actually right. took over as president when her yeah. husband could no longer perform his duties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but Jay, let's go ahead and start Perform his duties. <laughs> Duty. Duty means poop. It does. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, some uh, final words and everything. Stay woke. Yeah. But stay also, woke or you'll be asleep. Right. But also, the best weapons against ignorance is the uh, the sword of knowledge and the shield of a open mind. Right on. Um, Mr. Han, you got anything to say? Just uh, a couple quick things. First and foremost, uh, agree with Jay entirely and ask questions. And if you find yourself opposing something that is perceived as woke, ask those questions of yourself first. Um, And if I may, um, we've talked a little bit about uh, trans folks here. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to just say that that trans kids in particular are at supreme risk right now. And one of the great organizations here in Arizona is AZ Typo, Mm -hmm. the Arizona Trans Youth Parent Organization. If you can uh, support them in any way, I certainly would be grateful. And and, uh, so will the parents of trans kids that are trying to do right by their children. Well, if you you forward me their info, I'll go ahead and make sure that we put that on our social media too. Mm -hmm. We'll do. Thank you. All right. Mm -hmm. And with that, guys, I want to say thank you very much. And like Jay says, stay woke, don't stay asleep, and we will see you. Just listen to the Minorities Report from Make It a Combo Productions. Executive produced by Jesse and Junior. Check them out on all platforms. And don't forget to follow our other podcasts, Am I a Slut? and Make It a Combo. Thank you and goodbye.